here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by a... Fully recovered, Damon McDonald. Uh, Damon, are you feeling better now? I am. Thank you, Joel. Um, <laughs> some of the times we do uh, our little pre-show uh, warm-up before the warm-up of the actual show, and uh, I was telling Joel about my. Uh, I had no voice. It was there was nothing. There was nothing coming out of the old windpipes. So uh, doing a show was nearly impossible. It would have been. A, it would have been kind of funny because I think Joel, you would have been. What did you say? <laughs> every after every sentence, uh, and I certainly didn't have my normal pep and vim. So, um, can you do an impression it, of what you sounded like? Yeah, I'll do it right now. Ready? That was it. <laughs> I could. It, I was hoping you sound like Honma. Yeah, it really. It was like that. Was the that was improvement? Like Honma was improvement, and and Tenru was was improvement over the original. Nothing. Now my wife loved it. She was just like, yeah, great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> can, can we work this into uh, a weekly occurrence? Um, but, uh, yeah, I was. it was pretty frustrating, actually. Um, and it hurt, too. It was It was hurt to swallow, and it hurt to uh, – I couldn't uh, practice my opera either. So um, I don't practice opera. So yeah, it was it sucked. So doing a show was pretty out of the question, and I felt bad because I hate missing a week because I know everyone looks forward to hearing our um, our hot takes and uh, all the news and notes of New Japan. I mean, the, the biggest thing was that Corkin show, right? Was and uh, the tag match, um, you know, Golden Lovers I and mean, what Osprey and uh, was it Ishi? I think it was, what was it? that was that was a fantastic match. Um, I will say that, but aside from that, I'm kind of, if I'm going to get sick, it's probably the best week to do it, I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about because it's been a sensational week with exciting mm. matches in the world of combat sports, uh, none of which were from New Japan Pro Wrestling, <laughs> but we did have uh, Zabit Magomed Sharapov in UFC 228 last weekend, busting out uh, an honest-to-God cremation lily, the Zack Sabre Jr. finishing move, getting a tap out, and... Uh, this morning we had uh, an excellent boxing match between Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. Did you see any of that? I didn't see any of the boxing, uh, but I did see the the, uh, the online post that you had of that. Uh, I can't pronounce the fucking name. So, but yeah, uh, like, and, and it was you know, I, I know you raised the ire of uh, some MMA purists, <laughs> but. Uh, I thought it was a, you know... I definitely wasn't doing it on purpose, Damon. If you're insinuating that I'm 
trolling Enochius. You are dead wrong. Because I'm one of them now. And I'll tell you why. Because now I'm a sumo fan. Sumo ah. is my new favourite thing. And the Enochius love sumo. So we're all brothers now. Ah. In the, the sumo brotherhood. Like I've been following the uh, sumo Akibasho with right. the help of... Uh, the excellent Nicole, who's uh, been giving me a beginner's guide, and hopefully we'll have our own sumo podcast getting off the ground soon, oh. following the YouTube videos of Robert Mensing. And I'm telling you, Damon, it's amazing. Have you ever watched any? Um, I, I, I watch the stuff that, that's posted um, that, you, you, that you share. I haven't had a chance to, uh, to check out any of the uh, actual stuff and, and, and those videos as of yet, but... Um, yeah, I'm down. And here's the thing with the Anoki. I'm, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm from there. Like I know, I'm, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm certainly not hand waving the, this uh, new wave of Anokiism. Um, again, there's pluses and minuses to it. Just like there's pluses and minuses to where we are right now with current New Japan. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't have any here's the thing here's the only problem that I would have with it is that you know I think numbers wise I think it's I think it's telling of you know what of how successful that was right um but the style like it like if you can stomach like having like some a judo match thrown in the middle of a pro wrestling show and a style very you know very work shooty um then yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit you know if you're looking at the needle, it's probably m- more pinned toward there. And to some people, that can be a dull style. And to some, you're not going to see, uh, you know, it's I think people going back in time might have more of an issue trying to get back to, to get into that style. Like if like if people hopped on the bandwagon of New Japan in the past two years. It might be very difficult to go back and watch, you know, um, you know, two thousand era New Japan. So, uh, just because the style, it's it's much, it's a much different, much more hybrid sh- shoot work work shoots kind of style. Um, not a lot of, not a lot. I don't want to say not a lot of flash because there was there were matches that were that that had it. Um, it's a very hard hitting style. Um, but again, the only the, the 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 knock that I would give it, and it's not really a knock; it just kind of is what it is. Is the fact that it didn't do very well for New Japan as a style philosophy. It just it 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 didn't, and and the proofs in the pudding with the numbers and the gates and 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 where it was in fandom. So um, it is what it is. But um, I I kind of think it's funny actually <laughs> when when I see the stuff. Um, you know, it's uh, like I, I, there's worse things that have 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 gotten a a, a movement and have gotten a uh, a bit of an internet uh, buzz than than Enochism. So if if that's what people are rallying around, I'm I'm okay with that. Totally cool. Look, they're the cool kids, and I want to be part of their gang. So I'm not well, going to say anything it. bad about them because yeah. Uh, and again, you went off on a massive tangent. I just wanted to talk about sumo. <laughs> And you've ruined that, really. So no, 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 I think it'll be perfect for you. Right. This is the reason you should enjoy it, because given that you've got a very short attention span like me, yes. these sumo matches last about five seconds. So there's no time right. for you to be getting bored and, and fucking around on your phone while a sumo match is going on, because it's bang. It's, it's balls to the wall action nonstop. 
and I've seen some amazing stuff. The highlight was um, one highly favorite, favorited, highly fancy Yokozuna, who was 5-0, and going up against a guy who was 0-5. And, and then the favorite lost, and then all the fans in Ryogoku, the sumo hall, started throwing their cushions into the ring, and it was amazing. <laughs> Was, so, that, was, that you, <laughs> was it was it was they weren't winning? setting them on fire this time <laughs> okay. so they weren't that angry okay. but they were pretty pissed off and it it's just it's so much fun i'm just going to encourage anyone who's listening to give it a try I'll right, put so, out some links yeah put out the links every day you get there's a, a 20 minute highlight video so just 20 minutes of your day you get to watch all this action and it's the best thing all and right. that's the end of the, today's podcast. See you next week, everyone. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Stop. Cue the music, Dan. <laughs> um, um, we're, and again, you'll, you'll give the, is, what is it? Is it an annual tournament that's going on right now? Uh, I think they have tournaments every other month. Okay. If I've got that correct. And it's kind of, it seems to be kind of like a G1. Like everyone faces off against each other and so on and so forth. All right, I'm in. I'll, I'll I'll give it a look. I got a very busy weekend, um, but I will do my best to to check it out before uh, maybe after these New Japan shows uh, that are coming up. I'll check them out and uh, get in there. You said 20 minutes though. That's not that's that's not a really a huge. That's one match. You know what I mean? That's one pro wrestling match. So, um, all right, let me. I'll I'll get in there today. I promise. I promise. I'll get in there today, and then uh, this will be the uh, Sumo J cast. <laughs> Yes, and speaking of uh, being on new and exciting podcasts, we've got a, a very exciting invitation a couple of days ago, didn't we? Can we, t- we did. tell the listeners about that? I think so, because uh, I, I spoke uh, via the electronic mail, and uh, we kind of, I think we're all on the same page. And uh, go ahead, why don't, you, uh, why don't you pull back the curtain and uh, let them know where we might be heard in the next uh, week or two. So... I got a message from Chris Charlton, who's invited us to appear on his Eggshells podcast, which is the companion podcast to his book about the Tokyo Dome. And he gave us the choice. We've got Wrestle Kingdom 3 and Wrestle Kingdom 4. So I don't know which one I'm doing yet. And so he said to me, Joel, would you like to be on my podcast and talk about this Wrestle Kingdom for an hour? And I said, yeah, I would love to, Chris. And then he said... Do you know much about these shows? And of course, as you all know, I'm a, a new fan of New Japan. I only started watching Wrestle Kingdom 11. So I told him, yes, I know everything <laughs> about both those. I was there right. in the Tokyo Dome, right. so I'm an expert. Gotcha. So uh, listeners, if you can help me out by you know, sending me some interesting things about these shows, because otherwise I'm going to make a complete tit of myself. So any hot takes on those events are welcome and tell me which one's good as well because Damon's told me to go f- to Wrestle King for Wrestle Kingdom 3 and I don't know if I necessarily trust you Damon you might be giving me the no. crap show so you get to talk about the interesting one no uh, if I had again um, th- three or four uh, I gave you the better show so I, I said take the the uh, Tanahashi Muda um, show and i'll take the nakamura takiyama show um i i think you i think you got the better show i mean did have you did you take a look at the lineups the lineups are pretty i mean here's, no, here's I'm, the biggest... I'm not going to look at the lineups look i'm, oh, I'm not going to watch the shows i'm not doing any research i'm just mainly getting on this podcast so i can argue about shenmue <laughs> i know that's a hot button with you right now that is a hot button yes uh 
All right, look, I, I, I'm sure it'll be 55 minutes of that and then five minutes of the show and synopsis and, and review. Uh, but no, we're thrilled, right? I mean, I was uh, you sent me that text, and um, I met Chris a couple times uh, in my travels over there to Tokyo. I met him uh, before one of the G1s, and um, uh, I met him at Wrestle, uh, both Wrestle Kingdoms uh, that I went to. So uh, he's a good gentleman. I'm excited. Um, I had to go order his book, <laughs> Eggshells. I did order it uh, so I could give that a quick read. Uh, it's, it was all on my to-do list. It's one of those things where it's like, ah, I got to get this book. I got to get this book. And I want to get this book, but um, you just haven't. So it was like, oh, there's motivation to uh, get Amazon Prime in use. So uh, that's on its way. So we're all excited. Um, it's, uh, we're hitting the big time, Joel. So uh, that that's that. And then uh, also, if, if we're talking about other things along the, that same ilk. Um, I, I know we say this a lot, but T-shirts are right around the corner, kids. Um, we are we are moving rapidly. We have a few designs that we love, um, and we have another one that's on its way. Uh, I won't say who's making it, but uh, let's just say that I guarantee that the majority of our listeners will know the person who's making this design. And I'm super excited for that as well. Yeah, because pulling back the curtain a bit, as you like to say, we have toyed with the idea of doing a patron, but I think neither of us are keen on the idea of being obligated to (laughs) churn out content because people are paying for stuff. So I think it's much better if you want to support us, buy a t-shirt and then you get something for it as well. And we don't have to put out podcasts when we can't be bothered right that sound like crap right right we're not going to review michinoku pro (laughs) from 1996 even though it's good um so yeah i mean i think like i said we're not trying and here's the thing with the t-shirts we're not going to make a trillion dollars off of it it's more of you know you're supporting let's be this is for us. This is a vanity project, so yes. I can wear a T-shirt with the name of my podcast on it. Like, I don't give a fuck if no one else is buying them. This is for me. Yeah, these are Christmas gifts that I'm giving to my entire family. Oh, what, what is Super J-Cast? Oh, but that kind of looks like you. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, but here's the thing. I, 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 every, since day one, people have been asking for that. I mean, even people have been asking how we can support... And, you know, people have even brought the the Patreon stuff up to us. And, you know, it's just like, again, there's just something inside of me that's like, I don't want to charge people for content. It's just – and here's the thing, too. Uh, eventually, that that paid content eventually winds up somewhere, you know, where people are going to get it for free anyway if it's popular enough. Um, so – and, again, that that it's that obligation, right? Uh, I'm going to keep this as, as fun as possible, but – Again, T-shirts, uh, I th- we think, is, is, a, is a solid idea, and they're coming, and like I said, sooner than later, and we're excited for the designs, and we, we, we are, we, we'll give the full details and everything when it's live, of course, but um, it's, it's right around the corner. So uh, just hang in there and support us and help us and uh, wear a T-shirt with pride and um, get people involved that maybe don't know about the show. Let me rewind a bit. So you said something about if you've got content locked behind a Patreon, it can sometimes end up on the internet for free anyway. 
Honestly, do you think we're at that level of popularity where anyone is going to waste their time <laughs> making a torrent of us talking bollocks for a... I tell you what, I would, I highly encourage it. I want, I would, I would love to see that. I would feel somewhat important. I, I would, I, I don't think I've ever, like, if we look at our stats, I don't know if there's a way we could see if, if it's coming from like a torrent site, the downloads, but if it is, it's probably like 0.0001%. So somebody make a torrent and make us feel somewhat important, please. Um, I would love I mean, that's to- it. That's the watermark, isn't it? Like if I ever if- see a torrent of one of our shows on Extreme Wrestling Torrents, and I know that we've made it. Yep, I agree 100%. Yes. Uh, so somebody just make a torrent. We, we, enc- we are encouraging any pirating of our show but it's not really pirating because it's free but we encourage it please somebody make a tour and make us feel better thank you very much thanks i've started looking now as we speak this is worse than twitter vanity searching isn't it yeah this is this is the this is the, the new twitter vanity search it's have they made a torrent of our show yet um yeah no i, I guarantee you there's nothing there i i i, I may have done that search before y'all <laughs> Uh, but why would anybody make it? It's free. Again, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not hiding the fact that it's you can get it anywhere for free. We, we encourage it, but yeah, just make us feel better. Somebody make a torrent of this, and um, I just hopefully wouldn't it be awesome if if tomorrow morning we just pop on? And it's like holy shit, it's there. Nobody's downloading. Nobody's seeding it. It's just there, right? It'd be great. All right, uh, what else we got, Joel? Uh, on this fine speaking of books. Sunday. Damon, now, now we're talking about books. I recently read King of Strong Style, mm. which is uh, the Shinsuke Nakamura book, which has been recently translated by Jocelyn Allen into English, which gives details about his life from 1980 to 2014. Uh, is this something that you are aware of? Uh, I am aware of. Um, and it was it, that particular book was in my shopping cart. And um, I made another purchase this weekend instead of uh, that, and um, uh, but that was going to be bundled with eggshells. So uh, I and I actually read. What did I read of that? I don't know where I read a snippet of it, and it was like a page or two. It might have been like the Amazon preview. You know how Amazon will sometimes give you a little preview of the book. Um, and it seemed, you know, it seemed like a decent read. So. Based off of your reviews, Joel, uh, this will determine if I go ahead and fully check out uh, the, the the book. So why don't we turn it over to you? Give us your full review of this book because uh, I know many people would be interested in buying this. Well, it's getting a solid three stars from me. And the reason I can't go higher than that, uh, twofold. One, given that I wasn't following the product back then, a lot of the things he's talking about are new to me. So I've got no prior knowledge of them and no reference point so it's difficult for it to resonate with me and the second thing which I think is a a fundamental problem with the book is that he when talking about matches and the outcome of matches is speaking in kayfabe Mm -hmm. as if like when he's lost the match oh I you know he was the better person on the day and I lost which to me took me out of it a bit it ruined my uh, enjoyment of it somewhat because I want all the details you know I want to hear about the conversations backstage when he gets pulled into Inoki's office or whatever and gets told hey we're putting the big belt on you and right. how he was feeling and that sort of stuff so 
Um, yeah, three stars. I would like to hear your opinion when you've read it, what you think, because he's definitely an interesting guy. It's quite interesting hearing about the number of uh, arguments and fallings out he's had with various people. And yeah, of course, a lot of insight into the Enochism days and his MMA background. So definitely an interesting read, but I think one that you would get more out of than me. Okay, so uh, I, I definitely will then. So I'll take three. Three out of five, I'll, I'll take that. that. That's that's not bad. Um, and again, I remember the book when it first came out. Um, I actually have a copy of the Japanese. Um, like, I can't read a lick of it. But uh, the actual book that came out in in Japan, I have a copy of that. Um, sitting right, right beside the uh, the Liger uh, autobiography, which, of course, Joel, as you very well know, I'm in. I'm in the Liger uh, autobiography. You didn't know this? Yeah, you might have oh, mentioned okay. it several hundred <laughs> times. All right, just saying. I'm just, you know, it's a highlight of my life. Um, yes, so there you there you have it. Um, I will pick that up. Uh, I'll pick that up this week, and uh, I'll let you know. Hopefully, I'll have it. Uh, you know, I could probably get it uh, downloaded on my iPad, right? I don't have to get the physical book, right? Yeah, I'm a Kindle guy. I'm yeah. ebooks all the way. Okay, so I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that today, and uh, I'll have that read, and I'll, I'll give you my take for next week. How about that? Yes, the Super J Book Club. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, all right. Uh, what else we got? Have you seen this documentary about Katsuyori Shibata, the California mm. Dreaming one that they put on NJPW World? I have not yet, um, and I'm and I'm a sucker for those type of things. Um, I, I tweeted to somebody or somebody mentioned something about um, some behind the scenes thing and I forget exactly what it was. It might have, oh no, it was uh, being the elite right after all in, um, which I thought was really solid. I really liked that a lot. Uh, so I'm a sucker of behind the scenes, how things get done um, before shows and after shows and all that stuff. So, um, that kind of documentary stuff I'm all in on, uh, pardon the pun. And, but I did see a little snippet of uh, Shibata running the ropes, right? I did see that. So, uh, and, and the, what was it? The burger thing, the, um, the no carb burgers from in and out with the lettuce wrap. So I did see those little clips, but, uh, that, that also was on, you know, what's amazing is that I was sick for, for a, a trillion days. I felt like, but I didn't, I don't feel like I watched any. I feel like I had plenty of time to. Watch shit, but I didn't watch anything. Ah, I feel like I wasted time just fucking doing nothing. Um, but I have not watched it. Have you seen it, Jill? I have, yeah. I tell you, okay. if I were a trainee in his dojo and seeing a guy like Shibata prowling around holding mm-hmm. that wooden sword thing that he's got, that I would do whatever he tells me to do, yeah. But it was definitely a really interesting watch. And there were some really nice moments. Him having an air basketball match with Tanahashi. That was a mm. lot of fun. Uh, two of the young lions who were featured in his dojo are going to debut in a dark match at Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which is going to be interesting to watch. And the biggest takeaway for me was that at the end of the documentary, the narrator said this phrase, while he prepares for a comeback... Oh, mm-hmm. ah, okay. How are we feeling about this? Very excited. How could you not? 
Very excited. Are are we walking on uh, once again eggshells with this one? This is a this is this is a. Uh, Am I, I reading too much into this? Uh, I mean, the guy said training for a comeback. I mean, that, uh, those words are pretty cut and dry, right? I mean, I would hope. I would hope that something like that that gets released on. Uh, New Japan world gets scrubbed, right? And somebody's watching it and saying, uh, we might have to do a second take on that because he's not really coming back for a comeback and we don't want to put false hope into people's minds. But while he's training for a comeback, that's, um, to me, that's pretty cut and dry. He's training for a comeback. Doesn't mean necessarily that he is coming back, but training for a comeback means in his, in his mind, he wants to come back and is taking steps to do so um it's that's exciting but i hate to be again if if he gets cleared by medical professionals to come back then that that's then how can you say no but it is shibata mind you <laughs> and, and um i i would hope that there would there would be um uh careful consideration to what he no, here's what I'm trying to get at, Joel. No fucking headbutts. No, there will be no fucking headbutts from this point forth, right? Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But this is Shivata we're talking about. That's what I'm saying. I would not be the person who would say to him, no headbutts. Because it would probably just make him want to do them more. <laughs> knowing knowing what we know about him, that might yeah, not Yeah, it's be like when I him. tell my wife not to do something. Yeah. It's a fool's game. Yeah. I know that just reminded me of a. Of a um, it's not even. A, it's not even. I'm sorry. I, I tease and I'm going to pull back because it's not even. I don't because I don't think it'd be interesting to anybody. Um, but there, that, when you said that, are you not arguing with your wife? But you're just like, all right. Might as well. I, I'll give it real quick. So um, uh, I had to pull and get some gas or petrol, if you will. Uh, and uh, when I was filling up the the tank of the car. Uh, the missus was like, "You want anything from the st- in, inside the store?" And I was like, "Yeah, can you get me a uh, a drink?" And she goes, "Do you want a, a, a Red Bull?" And I was like, "And now, do me a favor, just get me the Monster." Uh, and she goes, "Okay." She comes back, gets the the bag, and inside is a Red Bull. And I, and I was like, "Ah, okay, uh, you know." Um, and she goes, well, "And I'm because I was kind of looking at it like, ah," and I did the old squinty, you know, face. Uh, and she's like, why? And I was like, I, I kind of wanted the monster. And she goes, no, you didn't. You wanted a Red Bull. And I was like, no, I said I wanted a monster. So for, for 10 minutes, it was her trying to tell me that I said I wanted the Red Bull. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what car you were in. I don't know what conversation you had with somebody else. And, and again, you got the wrong one. Just, just, And I don't care, but you got the wrong one. So it was 10 minutes of that. So see, I told you, not interesting to anyone except me. Thanks. <laughs> okay, next yeah, no, I I have the same problem. The wife is not willing to take an L. Yeah, ever. that's what victory I'm lap. She's all about that, but taking the L, uh-uh, not happening. Right, just take the fucking just 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 look at me and be like, yeah, you know what, I fucked up. Sorry about that. And that would have been it. That would have been it. But it was this. No, you didn't. And I was like, here's the, the entire conversation as it happened. Here is is exactly what happened. No, you said that. I was like, uh, am I in a fucking third dimension or something? 
Like, like I just feel like I need to have recording devices on me at all times. And any conversation I have, I have to record it, right? And here's the thing. I don't care. It, was, it, it is that. It's just take the fucking loss. It's okay. I don't, like, I don't think you're a bad person. I feel like I'm on a psych. <laughs> just couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you've already lost by getting into this debate. I That's did. not the hill to die on. For all the, the spousal arguments, yep. no. I wouldn't pick that particular battle. Right. Right. But but it wound up being 10 minutes of conversation. And then and then it had to be, all right, can we just not fucking, let's, all right, you know, then to turn it to that. Like, I just want to have a fucking, it's fucking Saturday. Relax. Um, and that is that. time that you're never going to get back. Exactly. A bit that's like it. New Japan destruction in Hiroshima. Ah. No, that's a joke. No, 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 that's a joke. It's just a joke. We're not going to go onto that yet, but I couldn't resist. Oh, I couldn't no. resist. <laughs> that was good. But there you go. That's that's uh, that, that's a little little uh, again behind the curtain uh, in Damon's life. All right. Uh, so what do you say? Look, I, I cut out all the stupid hunky questions and which fucking new japan wrestler would you like to take on a date with you and still we're half an hour in and we haven't <laughs> talked about the important stuff yet what's wrong with us because we like to do it i don't I, here's the joe i tell you i say this every fucking time it's like we do this show for us i hope people understand that and and the listeners are there to they here's what it is we're, it's like we're we're uber drivers right and we're in the car and people can just get in the car and come along and then at after two hours you know you know we're we're done you know so sometimes we're going to go off the beaten path a little bit sometimes we're, and but eventually we get back on it's okay let's how boring would it be to just be like like this guy beat that guy what do you think about that tom oh great match and it's just like ugh, ugh. we're gonna get to the new japan stuff but we do a show sorry, sorry. i want to know which tom you're throwing shade at here uh, Tom, uh, I don't know any. I just picked Tom out of my mind because I, you know, why I, why I picked Tom because um, I looked at my phone. And I got a text message from my friend Tom. That's really what it was. Tom Wiltsey. <sighs> He's my best friend since third yeah, grade. Good save there. there yeah, it really there's, was. Some kind of, there's some podcast right there called Tom. <laughs> right. That Damon is subtweeting, yeah. as the kids would say. Yeah. And I yeah. intend to find out who it is. Yeah, uh, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of any any podcasts that have a Tom. So every everyone is safe. Everyone is safe uh, from the wrath of uh, Damon. Here's the thing. I like most of the, the the podcasts that are out there. I don't. I, I mean, I don't listen to every of them. Every one of them. Um, I, I don't like. You know, I just there's plenty of room out there. That, um, you know, I don't. I, there are the best. Ours is the best. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Fuck. Uh, but um, there are so many. Uh, not just New Japan ones. There's plenty of New Japan ones. There are a ton of pro wrestling podcasts. And it feels like the, and I'll say this without any hesitation, like the majority of them stink. Stink. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, sound quality issues and um, just boring personalities and just like not like just just boring, dull, un. Just, ugh. But but then then there are a, a you know a a decent amount and enough where people can can download and they don't they, they know the ones you know what I mean like but. Seriously, anybody who the best part about this is that anyone can do something like this. Anyone has the wherewithal to create content, which is fantastic. 
the worst part about it is that anybody can fucking do it, right? And and you got to kind of find the best ones and find a you know it's I don't know, I, I, but you know as well as I do. Of the thousands upon thousands of pro wrestling podcasts, the majority of them really do suck. They really do. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't want to mention any names. Mm. But, uh... No, no, we don't have to mention names, but it, 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 it's just the law of average. It's just the amount, the, the sheer scope of pro wrestling podcasts out there. I mean, every two seconds, you fucking, hey, I got a new podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right. And, you know, if it's good, it'll rise to the top, right? I'll tell you the ones that I really am not a fan of. I, I appreciate the fan-created content more than I appreciate the pro wrestlers doing podcasts because I, I feel like you get nothing out of them. Like, I, I, I listen to them. I'm just like, I, I mean, I know about BarkBox, right? <laughs> but that's about it. Um, like, those type of things. Like, like I never listen to, like um, like, Austin's or... Jim Ross or um, like Bischoff. Have you ever listened to Bischoff? No, I don't hate myself that much yet. <laughs> I mean, there was a, a time in my life where I subjected myself to listening to Comrade Thompson's podcast, but that's not going to be happening again. Right. Okay. It's just like the, like those people who are doing it to make money. I don't know. I just, I, there's, I just, I, I listen to them and I'm just like, okay. And every once in a while, like, I think there's, uh, there's, uh, there are episodes where Jericho's I enjoy, right? Um, what about the ones where he's talking about the satanic government? <laughs> right, right, right. Or, uh, you know, what he has, like, here's fucking, you know, the guy from, you know, I don't know, Megadeth or whatever. I don't know. I just picked a fucking metal band. Um, and I don't give a shit about Fozzie. So you know, but it's like those type of the, those type of podcasts. Um, I, they don't do they don't do anything for me. I I enjoy um, fan created podcasts. I really do. I think because I think they have the most passion and I think they have the most interesting takes and they actually um, they're in it for more than the money and 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 that I that that that's right up my alley. That to me that I gravitate more and that's for everything too. Like. Like for hockey, like I'll listen to hockey podcasts, and I appreciate the fan based ones better than like the like the TSNs that get pumped out, or the you know the you know if it's football, I appreciate the fan based ones better than the ESPN ones. Um, but again, it, the different strokes for different folks. But I think my point still still resonates in the sense that there's 250 million pro wrestling podcasts out there, and the majority of them do stink. And I don't think there's that's that's a uh, that's a hot take, to be quite honest with you. I think it's just the, a numbers game. Well, the best are going to be at the top. Now, whether we're up there or not as one of the best, uh, debatable, I'm sure. But I like to think that we are. So go fuck yourselves. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here is a new segment. I mean, it's not going to be a recurring segment. But uh, to steal from the Voices of Wrestling flagship, I'm going to call this one Bouncing Around the Juniors. Mm. So I've got three juniors i think they're juniors three juniors i want to ask for your thoughts on okay number one shingo takagi who i believe is now a free agent what are your thoughts on him do you think we're going to see him in new japan anytime soon shingo being from uh, formerly of dragon gate right and uh making the independent making it known that he is uh, leaving and uh as we like to say bouncing around right um, uh, um I mean, the opportunity is there, right? Um, if I'm getting percentages, 
does smell a lot like an Ishimori kind of thing, doesn't it? Um, I'm going to go less than 50%. Less than 50. And if it does happen, it's not going to be an immediate thing. So I'll say uh, 35%, 40% chance that he'll be in a New Japan ring. Is the possibility something that excites you? Are you a fan of his work? Yeah. Um, yes. I, I think there would be... He had be... an amazing match. With, was it against Shuji Ishikawa in the Champion Carnival? Yes. Did you see that one? Uh, yes, I am. I think, I, think, I think fans that are unfamiliar with him, that aren't necessarily locked into the Dragon Gate stuff, um, if he did wind up in a New Japan ring, I think he would have fans very quickly. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would welcome it. I would have no problem having him in the, on the roster. I just don't know if Again, I, I would say 35 40%. A little less than 50%, but the opportunity's there, right? I mean, it can happen. Um and 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 here's the thing, maybe he just dabbles, right? Maybe he just he's in on a show or two. I mean, I remember when when uh, Daisuke Sakamoto was was on the uh um which what was the the Blue Justice shows? The Lionsgate project yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean everybody was like, Holy shit, you know, this, this He's is, in the G one. Right, right, exactly, right. So I mean we might see something along those lines, right? I think that would be uh more likely as opposed to, you know, they announce a two year signing, right? So I so if we're asking if that's a possibility, I would say that's greater than fifty percent, to be truthful. Um so, uh, I welcome it. Those are my projections. Okay, junior number two to discuss is Kawato, who defeated, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Drone. I don't know if there's another pronunciation to that. Anyway, Kawato defeated Drone in a lightning match to earn his first singles victory in CMLL. So, mm. when do you think he will return? Is it possible returnee for best of super juniors or sooner than that or later than that? Huh. I think he's probably. I mean, he hasn't even been there a year, has he? I mean, he's been there. He hasn't been there a year, right? So I think he's right. got a little bit more time. And 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 again, not that, that anything is cast in in stone, but the a a traditional and I put that in air quotes kind of flow. It would be Mexico and then maybe even uh, some U.S. stuff, right? So I think we're going to hold off a l- just a smidge longer before we see him back in the New Japan ring. So uh, I, I, that, the excursions last a little bit longer than that. So uh, let's, uh, let's say sometime next year, maybe late next year. Okay, and number three... I'm going to give a little spoiler here for the British J-Cup. So if you don't want to hear who the winner of the British J-Cup is, uh, please fast forward the next couple of minutes. So a question from Rob, who says, with El Fantasmo winning the British J-Cup and defeating Liger on the way, has he increased his chances of a spot in Best of Super Junior? So any chance we see El Fantasmo appearing in New Japan in the future? Oh, I think so. Um, I I think that helps, right? Um, 
you know, winning winning that tournament in front of uh, a lot of New Japan eyeballs. And again, Rev Pro has that working relationship, and I, I, I'm sure that they they are hoping that it works both ways. It's not just talent coming in to work uh, London shows and, and, and Manchester shows. It's about, hopefully, having some of that homegrown talent, um, you know, take a, take a trip over and, uh, you know, go go one in six in a tournament, right? <laughs> and that's fair. That's where you start. So um, I, I'm, I know that's their goal. Um, and I think that that winning that tournament helps those chances. So I'll I'll give a I'll give a yes, if not in you know maybe in, in junior tag, uh, junior tag league, uh, that might be a possibility that we see him there. So um, there's plenty of openings, right? It feels like for that tournament. So um, because people are looking for partners, I know there's a lot of talk about that of who's you know who's. Um, Ishimori going to tag with, and who's uh, who are other people going to tag with? So, uh, I think there will be open slots available. So, uh, look for him. Okay, sticking with Rev Pro, um, I'm looking now at their lineup for Global Wars. Some interesting matchups there. We've got Tomohiro Ishii against Minoru Suzuki. We've mm. got Hiroki Goto against Zack Saber Jr. We've got Tetsuya Naito against Chris Brooks, which is a bit of a strange one. And we've got Lij, uh, Evelyn Sonada against Rinkampf, Walter and Timothy Thatcher. So those are some interesting sounding matches. Uh, also, I saw this one. Ott have got Suzuki against Thatcher coming up soon, so that's going to be interesting. But we've got a question here from Drew that says, "Is there any chance we see someone from Rev Pro, for example, David Starr, ELP, Aussie Open, make their NJPW debut within the next six months?" Yes. <laughs> um... I, I would think one of those. I, I'm uh, David Starr is one of those guys that I'm kind of surprised hasn't at least you know he's he seems like he is a world traveler and he's like one of those like I feel like he's on he's one of those guys that um, you know how WWE does their swoop of the top tier indie guys right and then everybody kind of moves up and then they swoop and then everybody moves up and then they you know whatever so. You know, I, I would think David Starr is probably on that upper level indie guy, independent guy that um, people are going to look at because the opportunity now is for him to take the place of the people that um, are no longer available. Um, six months, though, maybe not six months. Six months might be a little bit of a stretch. Might be a little bit, but I would think that that he has more. I'll say this, and and for every all the examples that you that you provided, I think all of those people again they they rise up when when uh, those top talents get swooped up by other companies. A lot of, at the very least, a lot of eyeballs, and and I know for a fact that uh, well, I don't know for a fact fact, but I had heard and somebody had whispered in my ear that Regal was at uh, Bola this past weekend right he's always at bola yeah yeah and, and so you know he's you know got eyeballs there so um can i read you a tweet please yes you this can is, i don't know if you saw this one this is from uh chuck taylor he says bummed i missed pwg bola this year mostly because i didn't get to see william regal looking through the curtain at me like i'm the worst wrestler he's ever seen <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man 
Uh, he's he's got that Twitter game strong. So uh, yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, I'm sure people feel that way at certain times, uh, but it's uh, it is a uh, it is it, it, it it's you know. You go to bowling, it feels like you know you got you're that new hot indie band, and uh, all the record labels are coming to your shows, and you know you want to you want to put on a banger. So everybody's there to to everybody's there with an open contract. It feels like so. Do you know who Puma King is? Uh, I've heard the name. He's um, is he in CMLL or um, I, I know the name. I don't, I'm not too familiar with his work though. Oh, careful. There's been an absolute shitstorm on Twitter today about, uh, I think it was Ryan Satin not knowing who Puma King was, and then people losing their minds over that. And, really? Yeah. Well, okay. Don't go I on mean... Twitter, Damon. <laughs> Am I going to get buried for not having the best of Puma King? Uh, all right. I mean, are you familiar with the Puma King? I think people were getting upset because they thought, as a journalist, he... I, I think he was there as a fan, but people were saying, oh, you're a journalist, you get paid to cover these things, you should have done some research to find out who he is. I'm not touching that one. I'd rather move on. No, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, people are upset that he didn't that, that he didn't know who he was. So I guess he tweeted out something like, oh, this guy's great, I've never saw him before, or what, what like, give me, a, give yeah. me a little background. All right. Yeah, that was, that was it. So fans who couldn't get in the building are upset at him because he's not as up on Puma King? Is that what it is? Because I'll be honest Yeah, some people have said that, given that he is a wrestling journalist, even if he wasn't covering this event professionally, it would have behooved him to, when the bowler lineups were announced, to do a bit of research on the people that he didn't know, you know watch some of their matches, etc. Okay, that's a fair criticism. That's a fair criticism. Um, I don't think that's... that's but But... Again, I do a New Japan podcast. Uh, I consider myself a pro wrestling fan. I can't sit sit here and tell you that I sit. I tune into CMLL every week, right? I just, it just, I don't, it's, you know. So, so if if people are going to bang on me for not, you know, ha- again sitting here watching a fucking two hour best of, I, I I haven't, you know, I'm I'm not super familiar with his. His work, I've, I've, I probably have an all match, but like I can't give a hot take on on Puma. Can't I just can't? So, but again, I see, I see where their problem is of uh, of that. But here's the thing, too. As a fan, I can guarantee you, I've gone to plenty of shows where I didn't know every single fucking wrestler on the show, right? I, I think I could probably tell you that it's every show I've ever been to. There's one or two guys where I'm like, I'm not familiar with a lot of his stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, so uh, again, I understand that they're saying it's Bola. You should have watched a couple of his matches. If you were, okay, all right, but it really that's 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 the Twitter beef today. Yeah, there's always something, isn't there? It really is. That's that's just uh, all right. Uh, uh, again, all right, let's move on, whatever. Right, uh, next piece of info I've got here is that Fighting Spirit Unleashed will stream live on NJPW World in the US. And that's something we were discussing last time. There was some consternation over whether or not it would be shown, I think, or have I dreamed that up? Were we discussing that? Uh, we were, uh, that it was pretty crazy that um, 
people in the U.S. weren't going to be able to be able to watch it live. Um, Access TV deciding not to do it. Yeah, so um, that's good news. All right, so it would be streamed live on NJPW World, correct? Yes, in the states. I don't know about internationally. Okay. Well, listen, the states are the only place that matters, right? What? <laughs> Just kidding, of course. Get it. Um, dust off the old VPN. I say dust off the VPN. I'm using it all the time. What am I talking about? I know, really. I think that thing's well lubed, uh, Joel. Uh, pretty hot. Uh, okay, good news. So we'll, everybody will be able to watch it live. But um, I mean, the, the 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 show's gotten a little bit more interesting, right? Um, you don't happen to have Has the lineup it? right in front. Of, I mean, do you have the lineup in front of you? Because uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't hear. Here's the problem. I don't hear any buzz for this show at all like there's this this is a and i know it's you know maybe a week or two away uh but jesus christ i i mean i don't hear anything and i i we're guilty of it too we haven't really discussed it all that much i just think there's oh, we did buzz. like there were three matches announced it's still the same three matches on the card so there's nothing more to say nothing about new. it until they start announcing some matches i we can't talk about it right I, I it's I wonder you know I'll take a look on StubHub and see what the secondary market is doing. Uh, I don't I don't it's not sold out, right? Nobody's nobody's mentioned anything about about it selling out live. I don't know, it's just a weird I don't know anybody who's traveling in for it. And usually, you know, I'll see I'll get some feedback of people coming in like I haven't heard anybody. The usual suspects have not texted me. Um now I'm a terrible texter, so they might have just been totally frustrated with me not returning their texts. <laughs> but but I'm sorry, I'm a terrible texter. Um, but I haven't heard anything, so I, I don't know if that's a telling tale or not. Okay, well, people had to wait a whole week to get our hot takes from those three Road Two shows from last week. So here were my talking points that I've got written down here. Uh, Golden Lovers versus Osprey and Ishii was great and I would like to see more good tag matches like that. Uh, Yota Suji is looking hunky and he's got a nice beard. Uh, I've got Taichi versus Harold May and Okada repeatedly hitting juice in the balls. So those are my takes from the Row 2 shows. Uh, what about you? Um, I, and again, the tag match I thought was great. Yep, uh, the... I, yeah, I mean that, that's perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about um, Red Bull and monster arguments with the wife for, for fifteen minutes, but that's pretty much our take on those shows. It really is. Uh, um, that's that's what you missed out on last week. Yeah, yeah, us us vamping for for two hours over that. That's really what it was. Um, all right, so that that takes care of that. There's that we'll check that off the list. Cross that off, um, and then we can move on to. Uh, more recent and more—I um, don't want to say more of the same, but it—I uh, don't. Oh, I, I, I texted you. I don't, well, listen, I'll let you steer the ship. If we're go, are we going to this uh, Hiroshima show? Yeah. The first question I was going to ask you about destruction in Hiroshima. We had a new commentator. We had Mark Wazeka. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about him? Um, it's, it's, I'm not going to bang on him. Right, I'm not because I think he did a a a a good a fair job, a fair job, right? Considering it was his first time, New Japan live environment, 
a lot going on, right? So I think he did a fair job at that. Um, I it felt like he didn't let Kevin Kelly drive the ship at times, and it got a little bit overbearing. Um, you, I wanted him to to be the color guy, to be the guy to add spice and add flavor. And, it, it, you know, it felt like in the first match, with you know, the, the, the six-man tag, he was doing a lot more play-by-play, and you could tell that was kind of pulled back a little bit from him. And, again, that might be nerves. That might be uh, being excited, and, and I get that. So I'm not going to kill him for that. Uh, I thought he did a fair job. For, for, for the first time out behind there and, and on a on – a, I wouldn't say a major show, but uh, a, a an important show to a certain degree. I thought he did a, a, a fair job. It's not easy, especially for Kevin Kelly, who seems to have like a different partner each time he's out there. Like I, mm-hmm. I look at it from my point of view. If I were hosting this podcast every week, and every week um, my co-host was someone different, then it would be really tricky. It definitely yep. took us a while to sort of tune into each other and know when to lay out and get to know what each other's bringing to the table. So it's a similar thing here. So uh, honestly, all the stuff that I've seen so far has not been very positive. But really, uh, again, I'll reserve, I'll reserve judgment until I've heard him a few more times. But I think definitely that was an issue with them stepping on each other's toes with uh, him trying to do play-by-play. And at times it, don't, it did feel like he was reading off of bullet points. But again, for, for the first time out, it wasn't terrible. And no. if he's going to be doing it more often, I'm sure there's room for improvement. Yeah, uh, and 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 all those points I agree with. It's it's uh, it, he's excited, you know what I mean? And, and 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 you know, I you he has to know in the back of his mind that I just I, here's what I hope. I hope that that he just improves from it. Right and 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 I hope that he's not on Twitter <laughs> if he's hearing all that because oh he up, he is he's on Twitter uh, and he follows us oh good okay so good. he's probably listening to this good but I I, I would say this right I, Joe Lanz Joe Lanza put this best he said uh, you should be aware that a lot of big names are going to be listening to your podcast but you should not let it change what you talk about or the way you approach it. Right. I, and I agree with that 100%. Uh, cause I, and, and I think above everything else, entertaining show, all that, I think we're truthful in, in what we say, right? And so, um, and, and, and I stand by it. It was a fair job for the first time out. There, there needs to be improvement. Chemistry needs to be built. Uh, but to, like, I, I, I can't give him the boots. I'm not going to lay the boots on him on this one. Now, if after the second one there's not improvement, or the third one there's not improvement, then then yeah, boots, you know, unfortunately are going to have to be laid. But um, no, um, I thought he did a fair job this time. Get in touch if you're listening, Mark. We can give you some pointers. Let me ask you this, Damon: How many people do you think would have to be struck down before you or I get the call to fly out to Japan and do do comms with Kevin? Um, here's the: I think we could. Either one of us could do a fair job, at least a fair job, doing color commentary. I really feel like we could. Um, that's not to say that it's an easy job or it's a you know, I just snap my face, but I th- I think we could do a fair job. Uh, all I want is I just want to do the podcast, man. 
<laughs> Come on. Why can't we be the podcast? Uh, but again, I, I, we I, are I, the I, podcast. Come on, we they, really they are better New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast than the Purecast. You know, Thank that you. was the granddaddy of them all. Well, I mean, we are. We're, we're the super. I think we're better than the Purecast. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that. Um, and there's people that might disagree. I don't know. That's fine. You know, but I think. No, no way. <laughs> what? No, let's not go down that road again. <laughs> I, I, I read that one before. It was great. But yeah, let's right. not uh, dig up that right. particular grave. Okay. Uh, but no, I don't. I, I Listen, just one time. One time. I think, I think Wrestle Kingdom. Like, like here's, here's really what I really think. Wouldn't it be nice, Wrestle Kingdom? You know, we get a phone call, or we get a we get a text, or we get a uh, email saying, "Hey, look, we think it's important that both you guys are there. Uh, we're going to send you guys out." Kind of like, you know, listen, they had a uh, a podcast row at All In. I don't know. I just think of the American voice, the American fan voice. Uh, it's an important element to have at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, you know. New Japan, just just throwing it. Do out. you think uh, Don Callis is finished with New Japan? I think it's going to be tough. You know, but I think it's going to be tough. I think I don't think he's finished. No, but I think it's going to be a tough uh, scheduling thing for him when it comes to TV tapings and running shows for Impact and and running the show there. It's, it's I'm sure it'll be a struggle. And um, again, I think that's one of the reasons why you see a little bit more Rocky Romero. You see Mark. Farsetta, um, you, you'll, and you might you see other people in there because um, uh, managing that time schedule might be a little bit difficult for Don. All right, well, let's get into the show itself then and talk about some of the results. So the first match, we had the team of Kushida, Tiger Mask, and Jushin Thunder Liger defeating Rapongi 3K, Shoyo, and Rocky Romero. So, I mean, to be honest, this whole card, it felt a bit like a Road 2 show. It was like a house show. I've got very few hot takes on these undercard matches. Uh, the purpose of this, I guess, is to maybe heat up uh, Tiger Mask and Liger for the upcoming junior tag tournament, given that the winner was uh, it was Tiger Mask who got the pin over Rocky Romero with the Tiger suplex hold. So that was how I saw it. Any other thoughts on that? I mean, that's really what you can take out of this, right? I mean, if you're looking for anything to take to take out of, I would say every match except the main event was, you know, who got the pinfall, um, and and who kind of matched up with who to set up future programs. That doesn't necessarily make for the most entertaining or interesting show, right? And you're right. It did feel like a road to show to a very large degree. Um, aside from the main event, right? Um, there really there was only one other singles match, right? Uh, Hanare and, and Fale, right? Yeah, that's right. So... You know, when you get a ton of, you know, people will bang on it and say, you know, these row two shows, and well, the reason why they're there is to set up these these programs. 
I know this is a these three shows in 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 some ways feel like B level shows, right? They're they're important shows, but they're not uh, Sakura Genesis. They're not uh, you know Dominion. They're not you know they're not those shows. But this really did feel like a Road Two show, and and if I'm given a general thought, I don't. I'm not going to say this was a struggle to get through, but there was n- not too much that really resonated with me. There's not too much where I was like, okay. I, I can there, there's something I could sink my teeth into minus the main event and I I got all the way up to Tanahashi, uh, um, you know the the, the tag match uh, the, before the main event and I texted you and I was like man this show whew, it's there <laughs> right it's there but boy oh boy there's there's there was not not much going on uh. Was I right, let's let's give you give, give an an overview. I know we we touched on the first match. Give me an overview. Five stars being the, one of the best shows you've ever seen. One being WrestleMania four. Um, where where did this stick for you? Where 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 are we coming in for stars? Two. Yeah. Yeah. I I might go th- two and a half. Maybe if I'm really in a good mood, three. I thought I liked the main event a lot, uh, but there was really nothing else that 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 I would say go out of your, your way to watch. That's that's that is. I give, I've given it to you because I don't think it was worth the three hours or whatever it was I spent watching it. I hate the fact that they, in essence, what they do is they stretch out really a solid card over three cards. And they That's it. It's it. just spread too thinly, isn't it? And over this fighting spirit unleashed gimmick as well. Yeah, it's just spread too thin. Now, again, if they get houses and and money for all these three shows and they all sell out, then at the end of the day, that's what it's for. But it just feels diluted. It feels like it's a watered down version of a decent show. I hate it when they do these things. I'm not gonna lie. I hate it because I just because it just doesn't feel like it's a. It doesn't feel like I should care enough. You know what it feels like? It feels like I should fast forward to the main event. I, I hate to say it, but that's really what it feels like. It feels like I should just fast forward to the fucking main event, and I don't want to. Sp- I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want that. I don't want that feeling. It's not a good feeling that where I know that everything on this, everything below certain points, I can fucking hand wave. I don't want that feeling. That's not good. Again, at the end of the day, if if if, if Hiroshima sells out, if uh, is it Beppo, 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 uh, that sells out, uh, if Kobe sells out, I mean, it, well, who, that's the, at the end of the day, that's what's the most important thing. But this felt like a watered down show. Yeah, I, I can't really add anything else to that. Well, let's just get through the matches then. So we actually have a question right. about the first one. Well, actually, it's not about the match, but at Rapongi underscore says, with Rocky Romero on commentary at the moment and him seemingly taking a backseat to Sean Yo, what do you see his future role of the company? Do you think he's got a singles run or staying on commentary yeah. or otherwise? Training. Training. Um, backstage. Being a solid American liaison, right? 
Um, absolutely. Commentary, I think. Um, I mean, if Rocky Romero has been, I, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm just going to throw a number out there. He's probably been doing this more than 15 years at this point, right? Um, I mean, what, what, you're not going to give him a singles run. You, you, what, the, what, the junior belt? I, that's not fucking happening. Uh, yeah, that's his future. Training, American liaison, uh, commentary, show and yo, six-man tags. That's 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 his uh, wheelhouse right now. And that's not a bad thing because he's earned it. He's earned that respect. He's earned that, that spot. That's fine. Uh, but no, we're not giving him a, a, a junior heavyweight title. That's not happening. I will say one thing about this match. The post-match interview was really funny where Rocky's going on this big rant and showing you're going, yes, 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 yes. And then after he's gone, they're saying to each other, do you understand anything he said? No. <laughs> so that's, that's worth going out of your way to find. But, all right. All right, second match then. Uh, we have Bad Luck Fale defeating Toa Hinare in two minutes and 46 seconds after the grenades. Now, again, a lot of, well, some people were thinking there is something to this because this is the second time we've seen this match and they thought it might be leading into Hinari possibly joining the Bullet Club OGs. Personally, I saw it more like they're trying to heat up Farley for something. I don't know what, possibly some sort of singles title challenge. Uh, but we did have a question from John saying, do you think Hinari still has a chance to join the firing squad? It seems like a real weird way to do it. Right, unless they're trying to prove how tough he is? Question mark. Um, because you beat the guy in a minute. I just think of this logically. Let's let's just think of this outside of the world of of wacky pro wrestling for a second. And again, we pride this promotion on the fact that logic plays a lot of 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 factors in the booking decisions. Fale defeats Hanare, what, the first time? In a minute or so? Maybe a minute and change, right? The first time. Second time, he defeats him in, in two minutes and change. Okay? Then you're going to turn around and be like, hey, join our faction. <laughs> right? The guy loses and not even, he can't get five minutes out of Fale, right? He, he, I mean, again, we're thinking of this in, in logical thought here of pro wrestling world. Why would anybody then turn around and say, oh, well, come join us? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you want a total J-Brone at that point? Uh, I mean, unless somebody else can help shed some light here, I don't see where that would be a positive for firing squad. And truth be told, I don't know if I see a positive for that being for Hanare. Help me out here, Joel. What am I missing? I, I'm scratching my head. The only thing I did think was a Hinare and Fale tag team for the World Tag League might actually be really good because I think Hinare's passion and energy would be a nice counterpoint to the slow big man style of Fale. So if they do find a way to get there, I'll be into it. But storyline-wise, I'm failing to see how it works. Um, I don't know, maybe Hinare cheats or something and then... They are full of admiration for him showing his shithousery and decide to bring him on board. Maybe. I mean, somebody's going to have to take falls for Fale, right? Um, if if he's going to be in, in tag league, because he's not going to be taking the majority of the falls, right? Um, so somebody, somebody in that role would 
Hanari would be a nice little fit there. I, I kind of like the dynamic too. Uh, I guess we have to progress a little bit further to see how how we get connect those dots. But right now, it just doesn't make much sense to me to to, to have Hanare there for for either party. Again, thinking of it logically, so uh, maybe that's down the road. But uh, that end result, I don't mind. Right, I don't mind that because, like I said, Folly is going to have to have somebody that's going to be taking some falls and and looking at it. You know, there, that does seem like a nice little puzzle piece that fits perfectly to me. So, yeah, I would have no problem with that. I just, we just need a little bit more to connect those dots. In other Farley news, some of the Farley Dojo graduates are going to the New Japan Dojo. So we got Michael Richards, Andrew Villalobos, Ben Payne, and Nathan McCarter, which is going to be an interesting development. And I guess we'll be seeing those guys on some New Japan shows in the not-too-distant future. And there was also an interview with Farley on New Japan the website. And the one interesting question here was uh they asked you got a lot of hate during the g1 from hardcore traditional fans and farley said after the first couple of nights i said to the boys boys we're back in 2013 it's exactly how it felt and i said to them we've got to keep going we've got to make the most of this that's how our g1 turned out so it seems that he really thought that the g1 run of the bullet club ogs the firing squad was in the same vein as the early bullet club stuff well I mean, that 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 early Bullet Club stuff, people did shit on it. It's not like that was, you know, not like that happened and uh, people were running out and buying fucking T-shirts, right? So, yeah, to a certain degree, he is he is correct. Um, I, but my I guess my point is is why would you want to go back in time to that? Because at the end of the day, I don't know how that helps you guys. I mean, you they they might see it differently. Um, and again, it's not like they went into business for themselves and they decided to just fuck with the G one, right? I mean, they were told that's this is this is where we're going with this. Um, now, again, they took liberties, I'm sure, to 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 advance the storyline and do what they saw fit for their own character development. But and 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 the story development, but um, I don't know. I just thought I would. I don't. I don't know how that that helped. I mean, are they? Truth be told, I don't. I don't think they're any hotter than they were before G one, right? Do you think that whole G one thing and everything? Do you think they're a hotter commodity now? I, I don't. I, I don't see it. In fact, I think they are ice cold. To be truthful, I don't think anybody really cares about. Um, and I think it did more harm than good. Well, I would say at the very least, people were talking about them. So, okay. I mean, that, I, I, yeah, okay, yeah, not in the most positive of light. Um, I don't. Again, I don't know how that helps them. I really don't. But they, they decided to uh, do what they do. They're going to block people on Twitter, Joel. <laughs> they're, they're a house of fire. They're a house of fire. Yeah, I, I said earlier, it's just a bit strange that he's this you know, angry, vigilant, oh, I'm going to destroy everyone, I don't care what you say, blah, 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 and then he's going out blocking us on Twitter. I Honestly, right. I don't even know what I said. I didn't say anything directly to him. He's He's gone in the vanity searches and yeah. God knows what. It's just yeah, it's a bit odd. It, it is funny. quite fit with a character. Yeah, it is funny when people talk about, oh, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit, man. I don't fucking care. 
And then, the, yeah, well, that's not really sh- like it's like blocking people on Twitter. That's that means you care. <laughs> that means uh, what do the kids say, Joel? You were gotten. You've been gotten, right? Or they is gotten that what to. they say? Yeah, he's gotten got to. Uh, gotten to. All right. Well, then they. I mean, I, isn't that proof in the point? Like, if you really didn't give a fuck, you. I mean, there wouldn't be a. You know, there wouldn't be anything. Like, you want to give a fuck? Like, you 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 give a fuck. It's okay. You, you give a fuck. Uh, and uh, you know, whatever. Fine. Not gonna hurt my. I don't give a shit. Like, you want to see true give a shit? Well, honestly, me talking about it is is giving a shit. So, eh, whatever. Let's move on. Okay, uh, third match was the return of Killer Elite Squad. David Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer defeated the team of Ayato Yoshida and Michael Elgin in eight minutes with a killer bomb. So, obviously, this is heating up Killer Elite Squad for their upcoming match against the Best Friends, which is going to be in, I believe it's the Beppu show uh, tomorrow. Yep. And I'm assuming the winner of that will go on to face whoever is... IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Then again, we will preview Beppu later, but this match was just a showcase for Killer Elite Squad wearing some new gear with a new entrance theme and mm-hmm. just doing their thing. I'm I'm glad to see them back. I'm a big fan of Killer Elite Squad. Yeah. I mean, um, they're they're I, I like the dy- I, I've said this before. I like dynamic of of small team, big team versus big team. I, I always enjoy those type of scenarios. And I think Killer Elite Squad could do some really fun things if given the chance with a, a young box, right? Now, I will say this in the same breath. I was not a fan of them, you know, with, if, if we go back to the War Machine, uh, G.O.D., Killer Elite Squad, that whole, oh, that was like, you know, swimming in, in quicksand, it felt like. Terrible, not terrible, but it was just like, oh my god! It, it seemed yeah, like- the matches weren't bad, but they just gave the the same match three times, and <laughs> there's only so much you can do with that. All right. So uh, again, if they if if Killer Elite Squad is giving that given that role to challenge Bucks, I think that those could be fun matches again because of the dy- the size dynamic. Um, where, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I have notes here, but there's really just like okay. Basically everything that you said. Um, it, it, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a squash, but um, anytime you get a guy who has a young lion, who you 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 know the deal. We're, we're isolating the young lion, and away we go with the power power. They were like two power bombs that fucking crush them. Um, but, no, I'm going to yeah. pick you up on that there because Yoshida, he's not a young lion, is he? I mean, he's no. clearly a step above that level. So I, I was going to ask you about him, actually, because he's quite an in, in an interesting position because he is, like, he lost a singles match to Chase Owens. So he is below that tier of singles guy. He's below your Chase Owens and your Hinares of the world. But he is above the Young Lions because he beats Shota Umino on one of these Lionsgate projects. So he's in a bit of a funny position. He's still quite young. Um how do you see him moving forward? Do you think he's going to be sent out on an excursion or is he just going to be a, a a lower card guy for the time being? And what are your thoughts on his performances so far? You know, there's a guy that kind of had that same course and that same trajectory, uh, Okada. <laughs> now, I'm not comparing the two as of right now, but it is, there are... Well, the similarities s- are there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There, there are similarities there. 
Um, he's got that look. He's got that size. He's yeah. very handsome. He's tall. He's athletic. So he's got. He ticks all the boxes. If you're looking for a future ace, I, I mean, I'm, I, I feel similar things to what you just said. Uh, again, time will tell. And 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 look, when when Okada went to you know the United States. So, so, so here, 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 let me finish that thought first. When, when Okada went to the United States uh, and he was doing that Green Hornet fucking nonsense thing in TNA, I don't think anyone, mm, I think people knew what he was about to a certain degree with his young lioness days. And one of the reasons why I'm excited to do, to do Wrestle Kingdom 4 is because he's on the undercard. He's in the six-man tag, Okada. Um, and I will say this, when, uh, Okada came over to the United States, uh, to do that, the, the new Japan Jersey all pro, he was, he was there and he was on a lot of the undercards. And again, people said the same thing that we're saying now in the sense of a lot of talent, a lot of this, a lot, but I don't think anybody really was like, okay, IWGP heavyweight champion, historic run, ace of the company. And I, I think we might be projecting a little bit too much on on in, in in this scenario. But again, just like we're on the same page here, it's checking a lot of boxes. There is the same kind of course that that he's taken that Okada took as well. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. And here's the thing too, I I, I think he's and again I I need to go back and watch, but I really feel like that he's in a better spot given where Okada was at the same time. Does that make sense? Like I, I think I feel like at the at, at the same places where they where they where they are um in in their in their development like like there's I I and maybe because it's fresh and it's it's newness and it's and it's recency bias. I just feel like he's on a a a, a higher upward swing slope than Okada was at that same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Again, back to my original question. Do you think he's going to be sent out on excursion? Yes. Yes. Um, I do. I do. I, I think they know. they. I, 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 here's what I think New Japan knows. I think New Japan knows they have a nice nugget that they need to hone and develop and and... Uh, refine, but I but I think they know they have something in them. I really do, and and I think it the, the I think it's evident. I think it shines. Like like there are some guys that just have it, and I hate saying that, but he has it at a very early stage in his career, and that will only get better. He's a prospect. He's he is a blue chipper, and I don't think that that can be. I, I think New Japan knows they can't waste that opportunity. Yeah, agree. So uh, very exciting to see what he's got going forward. Uh, fourth match then, we have a team of Beretta, Chucky T and Will Ospreay defeating the team of Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi and Kota Ibushi in nine minutes with Beretta pinning Chase Owens after a strong zero. So the best friends are back and a nice little pin here to heat them up for their match tomorrow against Killer Elite squads. So obviously we got this ongoing build between Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi. 
Uh, question from Aaron. Is Osprey going after Ibushi foreshadowing his loss to Skull in the junior tournament? And will this lead to Osprey jumping up to heavyweight? And along the same lines, JDM says, Osprey for the Never title, so he can still help the junior division, but also wrestle Kota. So what are your thoughts on this burgeoning feud between Osprey and Ibushi? Love it. All right. I think that I think that'll be outstanding. Um, I mean, I I know that Will has also made uh, reference to not wanting to be a junior, right? He and and really nowhere else on the planet is he considered a junior, right? He's just a he's a wrestler, um, in this scenario. So uh, I think that'll help him make that transition. I think that's his ultimate goal is to not be labeled as a junior and and to be in heavyweight stuff. So this is the first step. If a never open weight championship is is around the corner, I don't know. That would be fine by me. Uh, let's let's. I I I don't think that would be a bad match at all. In fact, I think that might be one of those. You know, you you kind of go back to Ricochet and uh, and Will and one of the and, and those Cork and Hall matches and you know, those being defining moments in 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 New Japan's growth, right? Uh, this this could be one of those moments too. So we'll see. I I, I think I I can't imagine it being anywhere not in the in the really good to great. Uh, areas if, once they book that match. That'd be fun. I almost think that's the sort of match that is so special that you'd want to save it for a Tokyo Dome and have yeah. that on the, the higher end of the cards. It would it'd be a shame to have that, I don't want to say wasted, but you know, put on a, a power struggle or, or something like that. Or, or, a, or a, a destruction in Hiroshima. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh yeah that's that's to me that's a marquee matchup a nice nice uh protected matchup um yeah will will he's one of those guys i'd like to see move up kushida as well so we'll see fingers crossed and of course we've got the return of beretta who's looking pretty jacked i mean i don't know if he was that big last time we saw him but is it just me or is he looking very very hunky uh i mean he when i saw him a couple of weeks ago he was he looked good right he he looked good so i i think people forget about him and not in the sense of best friends tag team but i think just you know what what can we do with him and and make him a little bit more spicy going into Wrestle Kingdom. Like the last thing I want to see is him in a fucking six man tag, right? I like to see him. I like to see him try for an, another never, never shot. I know that uh, or U.S. title shot. I know that we've seen that in the past, but uh, he seemed like he jumped out of the gate rather quickly. Injury. I know we got to work our way back, but um, I'm curious to see where he lands come Wrestle Kingdom time. I would say for the immediate future, I think it's going to be a tag run with the best friends. But long term, what would you say the ceiling is on Beretta? Uh, ceiling, US. US, I would say, right? Because here's the thing. The problem is, is this. If you're a middle guy in New Japan right now, it's going to be very hard to break through to the level of Okada, Omega, um, 
Tanahashi, uh, you know, Naito. It's hard to break through to that level at this point, you know. And then you got a nice mix of middle guys. The problem is, is that those young guys, and we just talked about them, are so fucking good that they're they're quickly pushing everybody up, right? So where where do you, you know? I don't want it to be a, just a logjam of middle ground guys. I mean, you figure Ch- a, a guy like Chase Owens or a guy like um, you know, there's there's plenty of juice. Hangman Page. Um, and again, we're probably going up a, a level from Chase, but there, it seems like there's so many levels that you kind of weed your way through. And, and uh, I, I think it'd be hard for a guy like Beretta to break through to those upper levels. Um, but at the same breath, he's got to watch out behind him because there's guys really waiting to take his spot. Uh, and 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 people of of that same cloth and, and in that same position, because those young lions are right behind them, breathing down their fucking neck. Uh, they're, they're they're good. They're not going to be waiting around that long. Um, so that's got to be a weird scenario. So I'm going to say U.S. is a ceiling at this point, um, but that's a scary thought because they're, they're, there's people breathing right down his neck. You've listed a lot of names there, a lot of Western talent in New Japan. Do you think they have too many Westerners? Do you think they're in danger of losing their identity as New Japan Pro Wrestling? Or do you think they're simply evolving? You know, I'd be curious to go back. And I'm sure um, there's websites dedicated to this and ways to, to find this out. But it feels to me that we've they've always had a decent amount of, of you know Western talent on tours, you know, I, I, like I think back and I'm like, you know, there was there were times in the 90s where you had Hercules Hernandez, Scott Norton, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, one, two, three kid, or you know, uh, whatever Sean Waltman was going, I think it was one, two, three kid at the time, uh, or Lightning Kid at the time, um, David Finley, uh, senior, um, Benoit, uh, Vader. Uh, you know, and, and and they're all there, re- re- you know, kind of at the same time. Um, it, and and now we might have we might have more if I kind of just rattle off, you know, Osprey, Hangman Page, uh, Elgin. Um, you know, you can go down the list, but it doesn't seem like it's that crazy of of. Of American talent or North American talent or Western talent compared to the Japanese talent, it doesn't seem like it's that far off. Again, maybe I need to look at the, those numbers, but again, I just kind of rattled off names in the '90s that you would always see on tours, and and they're all Westerns. You know, it's it, I don't think it's that crazy. Um, and again, keep in mind, people when we're talking about business being booming, they could afford to bring people in. They can afford to bring people in now more than they could say seven years ago or eight years ago. But in the nineties, they were bringing in people. People were, people were coming in. Um, again, I'll, I'll, I'll double check the numbers and see how it stacks up to say a roster in 92 or 93, and compare it to modern day and compare how many Westerners are on tour 
uh, then and now. But I don't think it's going to be that that earth shattering uh, um, a difference, to be honest. Should we just do a quick count then for this card, just out of interest? So, uh, in terms of Westerners, we got Rocky Romero, uh, Henare Farle, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer, Michael Elgin, uh, Osprey, Chucky T, Beretta. Uh, Chase Owens. That's 10 there. Tangaloa. Okay. Tamatonga. David Finley. Juice Robinson. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. 15. Jay White. And Kenny Omega. 17. 17 on a show. Um, now again if we're calling Australians Westerners, <laughs> okay. Uh, but I get your point. Uh, Non-Japanese, we'll call it. Uh, 17 on the show. Um, that's the number to beat. That might be tough in the 90s because you probably, I would guesstimate, and again, I don't have anything in front of me, but I would guesstimate probably 10. You're probably looking at a 10. So, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe people have a point. Um, okay. Um, I'm not, look, they're an international company now, kids. They're not, they're 29. Sorry, before I forget, it's it's 29 Japanese guys on the card. 29 Japanese, 17, uh, American or Westerners, right? Okay. Mm. Do you, do you like that balance? 29, 17. I don't care as long as the wrestling's good. Mm -hmm. I agree. I uh, I agree. I know that there are purists that want to see everyone be Japanese or, you know, not everyone, but, you know, single-digit Westerners. Um, if, that, if that's what you want, hey, look, Wrestle One's right there. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, if that's what you're looking for, it's, it, they're, they're, I'm sure there's a product that'll, that'll satisfy you. Um, I don't – that 29 versus 17 – yeah, it's like a, a two to one ratio, and I yeah. think for a company that has got ambitions to globally expand, I would say that's not unreasonable. I think, no. mm, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yep. There we go. Hot takes. Uh, <laughs> match five then uh, for the never open weight six man tag team championship. We have got the champions Taiji Ishimori, Tangelo, and Tamatonga defeating the challengers Ryusuke Taguchi, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. With Tangaloa pinning David Finley in eleven minutes after an ape shit, and this was a, just a bit of a silly comedy match for the most part. With Taguchi doing his rugby World Cup gimmick, uh, which was fine. It was fun. Nothing offensive, but again, it's a never open weight six man tag team championship which is difficult to really care about i guess the interesting things coming out of these stories are that tamatonga is recruiting i saw apparently that he had a back and forth with cody on twitter which of course i can't see because he's blocked us and some talk about who ishimori's partner is going to be in the upcoming junior tag tournament so what are your thoughts on this recruitment angle and who Ishimori's partner could possibly be? Because some people have been suggesting Pac, Mr. Neville, yeah. could be the mystery partner. Yeah, I have heard that. Uh, and here's the thing. We haven't been talking about that. And, and we all know that he is uh, available for that. So that that is an absolute option. Um, I think 
I, I want to be surprised if uh, if on one of these destruction shows somebody makes a special appearance. I don't know anything. I haven't been told anything, but wouldn't that be something? Right? A little special, little special somebody shows up to kind of heat up uh, that idea. So that would be nice. Not saying that's going to happen, but uh, he is available. I'm just uh, just saying. Um. It's funny because I'm I'm getting text messages from Joel as we're doing the show, and he says, "I hear bells." If anybody heard bells in the background, um, I live by a church. Church is right on the other side of the houses that are in front of me. So, uh, yeah, they blast those bells, don't they? Um, look, I, I uh, Taguchi does when it's when it's when it's six man tag Taguchi. It's kind of hard for me to get excited. We got David Finley, who, oh, I, I, what do you do? What are you, you going to do, right? At this point, it's a, a, is it a lost cause at this point? I don't think it's ever a lost cause, but I can't see anything happening in that regard. Um, it's Juice. I, I like Juice a lot, but it's hard for me to get, get excited over what really felt like to me a – a throwaway six man tag match. I I hate I hate to be negative on it, and I don't think I'm negative on it. I'm just kind of saying what it was. It was fine. Um, it was goofy spots. The 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 rugby headwear playing a factor, and it it really wasn't for me. It really wasn't for me, and uh I'm I'm trying to give you positives, and it was it was there. It was a two star, two and a half star, their match. I I, I can't sell it any other way, Joel. Sorry, I, I I can't. No, well, this is the problem. I mean, this was not the best show, and it's difficult. To, I think it would be disingenuous of us to try and bring high energy and basically pretend that we're excited about something right. that fundamentally was not exciting but here is something that i did find exciting and interesting in the sixth match which was we had a six-man tag hiroki goto or goto uh, toriano and gado defeating the team of yoshinobu kanemaru takashi izuka and taichi with um goto winning after a disqualification in 10 minutes because taichi uh decided that he's had enough of being disrespected. And of course, you know, my Tai Chi fanhood is no secret. I've made uh, quite a song and dance about how I thought he should have been in the G1. And plenty of people would agree with me, uh, including the now the official leader of Tai Chi Twitter, John Carroll. Just wanted to crowbar that one in there. And we had an amazing moment in this match where Tai Chi could have broken up a pinfall because I think I think it was Goto was pinning someone, Kanemaru or whatever. And then Taichi, instead of breaking up the pinfall, just decided to kick the referee out of the ring, which I thought was brilliant. Such a great little character moment for him. And then he just lost it, and he did his high-angle powerbomb thing that he does, the, the last ride thingy, and was mocking Goto doing his pose and standing on the ramp and I just I really love pissed off Taichi disrespected Taichi 
and I'm really excited about their match tomorrow. You really are. Um, and also, what I thought was notable was a lot of people were cheering for Tai Chi. And this is a guy who uh, traditionally has had people chanting Tai Chi go home. But now, it's not just me. that Even within Japan, and I noticed it at Dominion as well, there's a, a sizable pocket of fans cheering for him. And it is growing. If you were to rewind the clock back a year ago, two years ago, uh, I would absolutely be hammering you for those statements. Because, one, they weren't true. <laughs> and two, I, 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 I would think that you were dropping acid because it, it's just not wasn't happening. I can't say that I am completely on board with him because this here's here's really the issue. A lot of the same challenges that I have with a Tamatanga are very similar issues that I have with Tai Chi. Um, this was not a bad match, all things considered, right? And I think that he again. I, I say this a lot. If you're if he's tapped on the shoulder and and needed to go, and again, I have a cartwheel on the fucking line here. But if he's tapped on the shoulder, I think he can go. The problem is, is that once I feel like the the engine gets revved up, I I feel like I get the 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 carpet pulled from underneath my feet, and it's bullshit that occurs. And it's hijinks and nonsense. And I just, that bothers me. Because I can feel myself starting to get into a match of his. And then shit like this happens. And it's like, uh, fuck. I mean, what the, what the fuck's the point? And, here, and that's really what I'm worried about with this match come tomorrow. Is that this, this very well could be a great match. But I'm telling you right now, Joel. The, the 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 difference between me do, doing a fucking attempt at a cartwheel and me sitting here and laughing is the last three minutes of this match. Because if there's bullshit and shenanigans and nonsense, it's going to be very hard for me to throw anything less than or anything greater than than three and three quarters. And I really feel like that's exactly what the fuck we're gonna get. I just I, I just it's the nonsense. It's the, it's the bullshit, and again, I understand that's heel character work and all that, but it it just it takes me so fucking far out of it that I'm instantly slashing things that I enjoy from the the match, and and just focusing on that. So, if you can tell me, if or if you can, if you feel in your heart that I'm not going to get that tomorrow, great, we'll talk snowflakes. But to me, I don't see that happening, and I see bullshit, and I see nonsense, and that's going to take me out of the match. Yeah, you're not wrong, and I do agree with you to an extent, because I think part of the thing that we all love about New Japan is that we get clean finishes in matches, and I want to see a clean finish here. Uh, I don't care who it is who wins, and we'll come on to preview it, but I think this is going to be the acid test to see whether or not Taichi can be taken seriously as a heavyweight. If he is going to have things like G1s in his future, we need to be able to see that closing stretch with a clean finish. Like, I think Taichi should be able to win matches 
without having to cheat and not necessarily against someone like Goto, but tomorrow is going to go some way to showing whether or not he can hang at that level. I agree 100%. And and he, I, to me, it feels like he, I, I don't want to say he almost has to, but it, it like, okay, we, we get the point. You're a sneaky heel. We get the point that you're a fucking prick. We get the fact that, that you feel jaded or feel slighted and 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 disrespected, okay. But now now here's where you have to kind of sh- the spotlight's on you. You're getting the tap on the shoulder, so why not do this this just to shut us up and uh, and and perform at a level that we hope our main events can be at. So that's the expectation. Four stars is the bar again. Remember everyone. Four stars. Uh, have we had, have we decided on, on on a panel yet, Joel? We haven't actually, and I'm oh. going to need to go away and do that tomorrow. And well, we we can agree that together. Okay. All right. So uh, be on the lookout for uh, Joel reaching out to someone. I think we, what, we say three, four people uh, to objectively grade this match, and then if not, I got to fucking embarrass myself. All right, uh, so that was the tag match. Fine, by there, and then um, we move on the show. Yeah, so match seven, we've got a team, Lij team of uh, Bushi, Sonada, Evil, and Naito defeating the Suzuki Goon team of El Desperado, Takamichi Noku, Zack Sabre Jr., and Minoru Suzuki in twelve minutes with Evil pinning Taka after a magic killer. Um, great character work from Suzuki aside. Damon, I could not give less of a shit about this match and this Naito Suzuki feud. Yeah, it does seem to be a little bit draggy, doesn't it? <laughs> um, it's 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 not it's not hitting the marks. It's not it's not. Uh, I will say this: they did a, a decent job in the sense of Suzuki really laying it into Naito, and it was almost you know when they carted out the the stretcher. Uh, you know the the EMT cart thing, whatever plastic thing, my bob. Uh, I was I I did notice that, and I did kind of stop what I was doing and paid extra attention because I'm like, well, what the fuck? They're really they're going to drag him out. Uh, but again, uh, Naito left under his own power, so I thought that was that was good, and that that was uh, one of the takeaways that I did take away from this show. That image is there. I can't say. That I'm and I'm particularly excited for Naito Suzuki. Not gonna lie, it, it it can be very good. I mean, the two people that are in there have have the ability to make this a very good match. It, and, and truth be told, it, it can make it a great match. I just feel like we've we're at the end of our rope when it comes to this, and I'm and I'm kind of feeling the fact that okay, I I almost can't wait for this to be done so that. Both these guys can move on to fresher, newer things. Yeah, agree. Um, I think it's clearly a bit of a filler feud for both people. And one of the more interesting things about this match was uh, I saw someone on Twitter at Ardeleldra, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, pointed out that there was a special LIJ uh, Tron video based on Naito's Hiroshima Carp Phantom, which I thought was quite cute. Um, some interesting interactions between Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. And we had a fun Zack Sabre Jr. promo afterwards. He was ranting about Pound Shop Halloween and burying Halloween. And he's right because Halloween is shit. And oh, also... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Halloween is shit? What Joel. is good about Halloween? 
You're a grown man, Damon. Don't tell me you're going out trick-or-treating. Of course not. Of course not. But then what could possibly be good oh, about Halloween? All right. Let me let me tell you as an adult what's good about it. You ever go to a nice uh, costume party? Uh, I hate uh, parties, uh, uh, Damon. I hate parties with a passion. I'm an introvert and antisocial. Me too. I'm the, I mean, listen, I'm not, you know, but, but you know, you have friends, right? Well, that's a bit of a generous term for it. There are people who tolerate me. <laughs> All right. Well, well, listen, I'm not saying you're just going to go to some random's house and be like, hi, I'm dressed up as fucking Borat. Hey, look at me. That's not happening, right? You're going with friends. So, and it's fun. And you, 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 you get your drink on and you have a good time, right? That's, that's a fun time. You can't tell me that's so not a So going to a party and drinking is fun. I'm failing to see okay. where the Halloweenness is enhancing that experience. Oh, no, it's funny. the idea funny. of dressing You're... up is, is awful. Really? I don't mind that. I think it's kind of fun. Like seeing people with creative ideas and laughing your ass off and then, you know, so it's fine. It's one fucking day a year. All right? Uh, now, again, the other thing is, come on. What's more adorable than a little kid in a costume going trick-or-treating? Come on. Why you got to be a fucking downer, Joel? Yeah, but when they're turning up to your house demanding that you give them sweets and chocolate, then to they're me, that them. compromises Again, they're not doing the cuteness. The... No, it doesn't. It's not, it's not like it's November 3rd they're doing this, right? They're doing this one day for, for like four hours, maybe, right? And here's the thing, too. And I will say this. Like, if it's a teenager and he's got no fucking, he's just got a rubber mask on, listen, they're getting one piece of candy. That's it. You're getting one fucking piece of candy because you honestly shouldn't be out. And two, you gave it no fucking effort, right? But if you got a kid coming up here with a really cool fucking idea or a really cool costume, uh, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll give a nice little handful. And here's the thing. I give away good treats. I don't give away no fucking bags of pennies and shit or fucking, you know, peanuts. I give them good shit, good candy bars, good size to the special costumes, good costumes. I like it, Joel. I'm not. A, I, 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 I'm. I'm actually kind of shocked. Now, is, it, is Halloween a big thing over there? In China, absolutely not. Is it? Oh, not. Okay. All right. So you don't even have to fucking worry about it. I gotta worry about it. I'm home, so I gotta. I gotta. I usually sit out at my steps, and because I don't like. I don't. I hate people knocking on my door. I get actually fucking physically ill when people knock on my door. There's no reason anybody should be knocking on my door for any reason whatsoever. In this day and age. Well, to me, it sounds like you don't like... I mean, people knocking on your door, surely that's an integral part of Halloween. Yet you're saying it makes you physically sick. It does make me... That's why I sit on my front step. So they don't have to knock. I'm already there. I get the ball of candy. I'm listening to a podcast or I'm I'm watching something on my phone, whatever. They come up. Ah, it's cute. Eh, There you go. Boom. There's some candy. All right. Have fun. All right. That's all. all. But I don't like people knocking on my door. I really don't. I actually, we spend more time looking at the out the fucking window than we do just physically. In. Who's that? Who was that guy? I don't know. Who is it? I don't know. You get it. I'm not fucking getting it. You get it. Like that's that's the conversation we have in our house. And then we just don't we just don't do anything. We just ignore it, and then they go away. Because there's no re- there's absolutely zero reason for anyone to knock on a door in this day and age. Zero. What? What if I you invite me to your house? What should I do? I'm expecting you. That's fine. But just a random. And how do I announce my arrival? You text me. Hey, I'm here. So I arrive at your house, and rather than knocking on the door, you want me to text you. You pull up in front of my house, right? And be like, yo, dude, I'm here. And I text back, K. And then I know you're there. 
And then I'll, I, you don't even need to open the door or knock on the door. I'll just open the fucking door. Hey, dude, come on in. Pop, pop, pop. Give me your code. Well, that is putting, as your guest, that's putting me at an inconvenience to send Why? you, a, to construct a text message and typing in all those letters and words saying, hello, I'm here, all I've right. arrived, rather than just going okay. knock, knock, knock. Are you going to show up? You know it's me. You're expecting me. No, you know I'm coming. Why okay, have I got to text you? I mean, because I'm, because I've, listen, I live in my fucking mansion, Joel. And I got to, you know, I got many, I don't, I'm not sitting here by the door waiting, peeking out a window, waiting for you to show up. Right? I got things to do. I got a party to plan. I got, you know, yeah, but I if you've said to me, Joel, come round to my house at one o'clock and then hey. someone knks on your door at one o'clock, I think right. there's a reasonable assumption that it's going to be me. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You I don't agree. need to vomit everywhere. <laughs> I, listen, I agree. But, you know, send me a little warning text. You don't, you don't send warning text? Come on, you send a warning text. Hey, just showed up, dude. <laughs> you don't do that. Maybe I'm taking a no. shit. Maybe I'm. No, maybe if, I'm, if you know, someone's expecting I'm me, a, I'm hey. not. Okay, but wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I'm. I, I, you know, I got. I'm. I know nature called, and I got to fucking take a shit. Okay, and you're knocking on the door, like, where is this asshole? I'm. I'm knocking on my door. Right? You send a warning text. Then I can be like, okay, I can I can hold off a little bit, get him in, then go into the guest bathroom. Nobody will know. Nobody know the difference, right? Come on, you you're can't just fucking show up. Send the war. You, s- Joel. I guarantee you, you're the lunatic. You send the warning text. Listen, you send the warning text in April. You come in, you come to New York City. You send some fucking warning text, all right? What happens? All right, well, let me ask you this. I, th- I think I need to make a Twitter poll from this. We're going to need to get the fans involved. Uh, yeah, mediation here. Let, let me let me ask you this. I come April, I go to your hotel or your Airbnb or what have you, right? And you say, okay, well, Damon's coming, you know, sometime around one. And everybody's like, okay, great. And let's say you get a little romantic, right? Let's say uh, passion uh, fired up the the, the city. Everything's uh, everything's in an alignment, and the next thing you know, away you go, right? And then here comes Damon. Right? You're going to be like, what the fuck? Right? But if I send the warning text, you can be like, give me five minutes, dude. And I'll know, ah, looks like Joel's uh, having a good time. And I'll go down, maybe get a coffee, maybe get a uh, delicious hot dog from New York vendor. And then I'll kind of chill a little bit. And then you can take care of what you got to take care of. Shouldn't take you more than two minutes, right? <laughs> and, then, and then away we go, right? Then everything's good. But if I'm banging on your door while you're in mid uh, mid coitus, that might be a problem, right? What has happened to this podcast? <laughs> it's a lot more interesting than the show. <laughs> but uh, I'm a big fan of the warning text. Yes, that is that is. I'm on a Twitter poll. I'm on a Twitter poll. You can do that, right? No, I, I'm, I'm not saying poll. the warning text is a bad idea, but I'm taking issue with your uh, saying that knocking on the door is terrible. Uh, again, a random, uh, maybe not necessarily if I know Joel is coming over, but a random fucking, you're just sitting there watching the fucking game and a random knock on the door and you're like, uh, what? In this day and age, there's no reason anybody should be knocking on anybody's door except to sell me something, right? Or something that I don't want to be a part of. Like, I don't want any, I don't want to, I don't even want to know. You know what I mean? Like, I, no, no, no. I don't want, I don't want any part of that. A rent. If somebody knocked on your door right now, Joel, what would you do? Um, 
I will probably have go- to answer it because you- quite often we have um, people from the government showing up because they want to, you know, they check IDs and stuff to make sure that there's not people here that shouldn't be here. Really? You just had it out in a random? Just like, just. Yep. Wow. Okay. Most of the time it will be a delivery person though because Mali doesn't half order a lot of shit off the internet. So there's constantly people knocking on the door. Uh, see, we don't get the knock on the door. We just get the, the truck pull up, throw it on your fucking steps, and then they take off. Like, you wouldn't know it was there unless you opened your door and saw it. So, you know, we don't get that. All right, there's the knock on the door. Come and knock on our door. Right, nobody knows that song. All right, go ahead, uh, Joel. We got a pro wrestling show to talk about. Yeah, so there was some build-up with Evil and Jericho. Evil's talking about Jericho and his backstage promos. There was a little Jericho interview the day after Dominion where he was talking about Evil. So I had a question from Aaron who said, will Jericho defend the IC belt at King of Pro Wrestling? Uh, we learned with Hiromu's video that a title must be defended every six months. So do you think Evil against Chris Jericho is something we are going to be getting anytime soon? It would have to be that, right? I, well, here's the thing. It, it's not – so that that nonsense cruise is uh, – it's not Jericho versus Omega. It's, no, it was like, the six-man that I said before. Yep, yep. And, and as a matter of fact, I think uh, – isn't it like Cody versus Delirious on that? <laughs> Just – oh, look. Where's an I, iceberg I, when you need it? <laughs> I I mean I, I I'm gathering the, the 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 actual pro wrestling is secondary if not third uh, on the list of priorities behind drinking and gambling. So uh, everyone have a good time on the Jericho cruise. I hope everybody has a wonderful time. Um, yeah. So evil. I, I would have to right. I mean, what else? What else is in the pipeline at, at this point? Unless Jericho comes back and they they laid up Naito again. But it doesn't feel like that's the case. It feels like it's evil, and and there's your title defense. And I know. And do you, let me ask you this: If that's the case, do you see evil walking away with gold? No, because I yeah. think you've got to get to the Jericho Naito rematch at the Dome with the belt on the line. Okay, I said a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know. I didn't feel like Jericho was making it to the Dome. You still you you confident we're seeing Jericho come Wrestle Kingdom? Uh. The special Super J cards gun to my head. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. There we go. I'm I'm still fifty uh, fifty. We'll call it. Well, fifty fifty. Jericho will be there, but um, the, the the Super J cast gun to the head. Uh, fifty fifty. All right. So that's got to that. be a t-shirt design. That would be a cool t-shirt design. We have so many cool t-shirt designs that I'm. Re- I can't tell you how excited I am for these t-shirts to come out because I really am excited. For, I really like them. Uh, or, or uh, Brett, right? Brett uh, was uh, on top of it. He get, we have two wonderful designs, and then uh, we have our logo that he also designed, right? Um, and then we have one that's that's in the pipeline that uh, I can't wait. So that that one's going to be really exciting as well. So t-shirts are right around the corner, kids. All right, pro wrestling show. What else? Quite a few people have mentioned to me the possibility of Bushi teaming up with Dragon Lee for this junior tag tomorrow. Does it just me, or would that not really make any sense, considering that his stable mate it, it, uh, was put on the shelf by Dragon Lee? Obviously yeah, not intentionally, but it would no. be a bit strange, no? Yeah, I can't see that happening at all. That would be, for for, for one, for those exact reasons, and two, I just feel like, like if we're really trying to 
pigeonhole and label people, you know, Bushi's a little bit more of a heel guy than Dragon Lee. So I don't think I think that's I think Dragon Lee will be there, but I don't I don't think with Bushi, no. Okay, so eighth match, we had the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi, Togi Makabe, and Tomaki Honma defeating Jay White, Yoshihashi, and Kazuchika Okada with Tanahashi pinning Yoshihashi after 12 minutes with a small package hold. So a few talking points come out of this. Um, first one is I want to talk a bit about Honma because yeah. I think he does not have full use of the left side of his body. And if you watch carefully, he, he's not doing anything with his left arm. It's just hanging there. So to me, that is not good for being a pro wrestler. And if this is going to be a long-term thing, I don't want to see him wrestling anymore. Nope. I agree 100%, man. That You, you actually kind of tipped me off because you watched this, this show before I did. And you tipped me off on that to keep a special watch out for him. And yeah, you, there were plenty of times where it just felt like the arm was just there. And that's not safe for him. And that's just, there's no reason for it. What is the purpose of this? Like, why? Why would this? I know you want to get back into the ring. And I know that it's in your heart and soul and every fiber of your being. But how can this possibly be a good idea? And here's the thing, too. Again, we don't know. But it did look really glaring to both me and you, and I think to other people as well, how can a medical staff and a and a promotion allow that to occur? How could that possibly be in this day and age, Joel? When w- we all talk about you know preserving careers and longevity, and that seemed to me to be a real and again. We could be dead wrong. It just really looked obvious to me that that left arm was not functioning properly. How could that happen in this day? How could the medical staff say, okay, you can get to the ring? Like, and, and, and you could give me pro wrestling nonsense of, well, we need to continue the storyline and we just need to get through this match so, because it's an important thing and then we'll worry about the health of, you know, all that, all that stuff. If, if this were an important key part of the show this could have easily just been okay it's not a six man it's a it's a just a regular tag and and that's that and it wouldn't have mattered one fucking bit because tanahashi and okada are the story going into that match why give me one fucking good reason if again if this is the case with honma where his it 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 is it, it is you know the use of that arm is is that limited, and it really felt like it was. Give me one fucking good reason why he was in that ring. Well, it seemed that they were having this little love triangle going on between Tanahashi and Okada and Jay White fighting over Yoshihashi. So mm-hmm. I guess they needed someone to balance out and making it six-man. But there's no reason why it had to be Honma. And I'm just terrified that an accident's going to happen and it's just asking for trouble and Honma himself in interviews was talking about wanting to get back in the G1 I mean surely not no. surely he's nowhere near he, he's done with G1s no uh, uh, let's 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 rewind the clock how did what was the injury 
rather than that, what was the cause of injury? What was the, what, I guess, what was the straw that broke the Campbell's back, pardon the pun, uh, when it came to Honma? It was a simple draping DDT, correct? Yeah. Was it Jado? Yep. Yep. I mean, so we're not talking about a dangerous top rope, flippy do or even a Kokeshi, or even a back bump. It was a a simple thing, and I put that in air quotes, that broke the camel's back. You mean to tell me one fucking bump, and he couldn't be in a real bad spot? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why he would be in the ring. And again, I'm saying this, please understand, I'm saying this without having medical records or having it, it. But Joel, you watched that match. I watched that match. It really felt like that arm was just a fucking dangling piece of meat at certain points during that match. It was really uncomfortable to watch. Yes, it was. Not enjoyable at all. Um, I don't want to see him in a ring. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be brutally honest. I don't want to see him in the ring. If I see him in the ring, I, how can he? I, I again, uh, if he had medical clearance to go into the ring, then there's a certain part of me that says, okay, it is what it is, and he's he's medically cleared and all that stuff. Joel. <sighs> I, I need some reassurance from somebody. I need somebody to tweet out something that he is he is he he is okay, and maybe we're just seeing shit, and maybe we're just fucking hypersensitive. Or it didn't look that way to me, man. It really didn't. And how could how could a medical how how could any medical professional watch that and say that he's okay to be in the ring? I'm I'm struggling with this one. Yeah, again, I've got nothing to add to that. I think we've both made our feelings on that pretty clear. You shouldn't be wrestling anymore. So if I was in charge, give him a big retirement show, put him in a multi-man, you know, 10-man tag, let him come in, do his Kokeshi, get the pin, and then bye-bye. Yeah, and even then I'd be like... Commentary or, or training or whatever. Yep, something. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah, we we we've 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 covered that. Uh, that's that's again. I, I uh, watched. If you haven't watched the match, watch the match. Get, and 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 for, and for the people who have, just just give me your feedback on that. Are are, we, are you seeing the same things we are? Because that looked really glaring to me. So, all right. Uh, and then again, the, I guess the, the the biggest takeaway from this match, Joel, was Jay White. And Okada kind of going back and forth. And even Yoshihashi kind of hand-waving Okada at the end because Okada kind of fucked up and, and hit Yoshihashi that led to the pin. But I think that was an interesting kind of spin on things um, where there is trouble in chaos. And and even Yoshihashi is kind of hand-waving Okada at this point. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd live to see the day where Yoshihashi has become the center point of a main event level feud. But... We've got this thing going on with Tanahashi's trying to court him and get him away from chaos and wants him to join his faction of lost boys or whatever it is he's trying to do. 
Okada's getting jealous and Jay White is just there in the middle, shit stirring as he does. So it's interesting stuff. Um, although I did uh, notice Kevin Kelly saying that the briefcase is worth 100 Yoshihashis, which I thought was a bit mean. It was a bit mean. I noticed that too. I heard that and I was like, wow, 100 Yoshihashis. Yeesh. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, let me ask you this. I think we're both in agreement that eventually this leads to Okada J White, correct? Yeah, at the dome, I would assume. Okay. Don't is it is that dome worthy? Yeah, I think obviously J White is someone that the office hold in very high regards, so I think that would be an appropriate match for him at Wrestle Kingdom. Do you think this is a, a over ownership of chaos or leading of chaos or do you think one of these two will will not be in chaos come wrestle kingdom um can i say i don't really care you know the faction <laughs> stuff doesn't interest me that right. much chaos least of all so uh, who gives a shit uh, i'm i'm right there i'm right there driving that train with you my friend i've got a question for you do you think there is a significant connection between Tanahashi main eventing Wrestle Kingdom if assuming he manages to defend his briefcase and the fact that he's got this big movie coming out do you think without the movie coming out he would not have won the G1 how big is this movie like is this a, like a legitimate like is this a straight to DVD the, the fucking marine <laughs> right or is this a legitimate movie theater Big time promotion movie. I don't know. I don't know what the metrics are for that. How I would find out something like that. Right, because if this is a straight to DVD nonsense thing, um, I I'm no, I can't imagine New Japan fucking like again. They they've done promotional things, but that's been like you know the the rumble, you know, um, where you know, you know they've they've tied in some pop stars and all that stuff no i there's unless this again i don't know what type of movie this is and if this is a blockbuster big time production you know millions of dollars put into this to me the trailer and all it doesn't feel that way it really doesn't feel that way this feels like a straight to dvd kind of thing uh i could be dead wrong but if it's a straight to DVD thing, no, that 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 would have, I'm going to be truthful, zero to do with him winning G1. Okay, fair enough. Um, now staying with Tanahashi, he made some interesting comments about Kenny Omega, and I saw this via the the line marks who translated this, and Tanahashi said Kenny's prores is like watching a movie with no kishotenketsu which is the dramatic arc of traditional Japanese narratives. He feels that the last five minutes of a Kenny match is all that matters because there's no story. Mm. And that was via uh, local radio. So has he got a point? I think that's one of the big criticisms, but I think that's a lot of, uh, that's a big criticism that new Japan has for a lot of their matches, right? Not just Kenny. Now Kenny is high profile. He's your champion. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a that's not the first time we've heard that, right? Other people have have mentioned that. Um, other uh, over and above other criticisms of Kenny Omega, right? Now, to me, I feel like Kenny Omega's matches are solid from bell to bell, right? 
and I don't know if I could. I mean, let's put it this way: you you look at his Dominion matches, and you know you look at the hour you know, draws and the the Iron Man matches and you know the two out of three fall match. Um, I I wouldn't pose that criticism on any of those, would you? No, but I think Kenny is the sort of person where a lot of it depends on his dance partner and. Okada is someone who I think perhaps curbs and reins in rain reins in uh, some of Kenny's uh, more irritating uh, or troublesome. I don't know what's the adjective I'm going for. More problematic uh, tendencies in his wrestling. So I think Okada is a perfect counterpoint to that because he keeps everything grounded. Okay. okay. Then who else is he? Where else would there be the the, the issue? Ishi, he's wrestled Ishi four times in eighteen months. Do, do you have well, that? Let's get into it then. 